0: On blast. and we are live this is the wrap it up on blast raps post game show and you know what the music just feels a little different after a win and it's been a while i feel like i bump a little more to the tunes as the pod's about to start because finally there's a win to talk about your toronto raptors 135 to 111 the nine game losing streak is over. But as happy as I am, and I'm sure most Raptors fans are happy that the winning streak is over, or sorry, the losing streak is over. Maybe the winning streak has begun. You know what I'm saying? But as happy as people might be, that finally there is a win to talk about, it might be bittersweet because there's a lot of other things going on in Raptor land And i'm sure a lot that you guys want to talk about so please if you are watching this live and i know you are continue to send in your comments and questions whether you are listening or watching on youtube on twitch on instagram on where else am i going here twitch twitch youtube twitter instagram all those places streaming live live streams going send in your comments and questions i will get to all of those because again this is a crazy time in Raptor Land. A lot of things can change in the next 24 hours. So, yeah. A lot to talk about. Let's get to some of those comments and questions. Because, let's let's be honest. I'll, I'll get through the game first. And really, how much is there re- to talk about this game? This was the, the Raptors team that... The people that thought the Raptors would be really, really good this season. That would battle again for a top spot in the Eastern Conference, this is what that would look like. This team that is running all over the place, causing havoc on defense, creating turnovers, getting up and down the floor, getting three-pointers. pointers—like That's a team that many people thought we would see from the start of the year. And you look at where it is now, and obviously things did not go the way that a lot of people thought it would. I mean, you're talking about coming off a nine game losing streak, but at the end of the day, if this is the last game for Kyle Lowry in a Raptors uniform, I mean, at least they let him go out with a dub 135 to 111 franchise record, 24 made threes for the Raps Lowry, eight points, nine assists, but almost fitting. He's a plus 42 career high in his last game. What could be his last game. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. But there's a lot of talk going on. And hey, does Kyle know what he's doing as he's walking off the floor and chucking up the deuces to the fans? I I mean, the post-game presser, I'm sure, will be uh, interesting. It'll be a must-watch event for sure if you are a diehard Raptors fan. As they're able to pull off a win. And the reason why I mention this is bittersweet is because there's a lot going on in Raptor Land and a lot that I'm sure all of you want to discuss. So as you continue to send in your comments and questions, as I see the first one here on Twitter says, are you sad about Kyle? I've been honestly prepared for this for a while. I thought heading into this season that this was a real possibility that we could be at the trade deadline. And this team might not be where a lot of people thought they would be. And so this was a realistic scenario where Kyle Lowry would end up getting traded midseason. And I don't know. I have a very different viewpoint of all this than a lot of different Raptors fans. What I mean by that is... I was just happy. I'm happy with the championship. I see that Kyle Lowry and I look at it in eras, right? You kind of look at star players and their runs with teams as separate eras. And that DeMar and Kyle era of the Toronto Raptors, yeah, it shifted a bit once DeMar left. But Kyle Lowry represents a winning culture with this team. This team, before that Kyle and DeMar run, was very sad not many things to point to I mean let's be honest before the championship the best moment in Raptors history is what like before that whole playoff run right remove the four bounce remove the dunk on Giannis remove all of that the best moment is like Vince in the dunk contest like there's not much to really get hyped about and so to have the Raptors continuously make the playoffs year in year out was cool but then they got stuck in the mud And so to finally get over the hump, to finally win an NBA championship, after that, to me, it was gravy. Like, we know that Kyle, you know, he's on the other side of his career. We know that. So after you win that chip, after you see how things line up with all the contracts, this day was something that I saw coming and I kind of was preparing for it the entire time so it's not like in the moment right now this is super sad and I know a lot of people are having that moment I see some of the comments now and the reason for that is because there's just a lot of talk floating around and there's a couple things to remember here right one we know this is up to Kyle so when we're seeing Kyle and the way that Kyle's been acting in the post games where he's been super friendly super nice super just chill and low-key like a man that seems like he's very content with what's what's going on, that kind of tells me that he knows that he's on the way out, and it's coming down to where can the Raptors get the best deal. I'm gonna also assume that for him to do that, he's made a list, right? And we know that Woj, the god of the NBA info, has mentioned throughout that you know there's been. There's basically a negotiation going on with Kyle Lowry and whatever team he ends up playing with after tomorrow. That could be with the Raptors. It could be with either the Miami Heat or the Philadelphia 76ers. The bottom line, there's a negotiation going on in which Kyle's looking for two years, 50 mil. So how that works, not really sure. We'll see for sure. It's got to play out shortly. But there's a bunch of different things on the table and Woj last night tweeted out sources discussing Kyle Lowry and Norman Powell deals on multiple fronts and those talks are expected to extend into Wednesday and perhaps even Thursday. Philadelphia and Miami are interested in Lowry, but both have shown restraint in how far they'll go to get a deal. So we know why you know philly would want here here's the reality of the situation in the eastern conference the brooklyn nets are balling right kevin durant hasn't played in a while uh kyrie just left the team again but james harden has these guys cooking so the assumption is when all those guys come back they're a problem like right now they're one game out of first in the eastern conference if you're the sixers you decided not to give up ben simmons James Harden and now James Harden has gone to the Nets the team that is now chasing you in the East so my assumption would tell me that if I'm the Philadelphia 76ers I kind of need to do something I need to make some kind of move that's where Kyle Lowry comes in and I think Kyle Lowry fits perfectly in terms of a vet that they need on that squad a vet that you know Simmons and Embiid and Tobias Harris can kind of lean on as someone who's been through those battles but also it's a nice storyline for Kyle Lowry and for Raptors fans watching Kyle Lowry go while he's going home trying to bring a title to his hometown team that's something all Raptors fans can get behind and still root for Kyle despite Embiid I mean we already got Embiid's tears we the least we can do is you know allow him to have Kyle Lowry for a playoff run right sorry Webby that cheap shot was for you my dude but the point remains you get why Philadelphia would want Kyle Lowry so if we break down the trades because a lot of people are asking about the trade talk a lot more than they're asking about what happened in this game tonight so if you break down things from the Philly standpoint uh I'll kind of paraphrase or I'll, I'll Cole's notes how the trades need to work basically you need to match salaries or at least come close to matching salaries so that's why you're gonna hear things like kyle lowry for danny green and mike scott and you're gonna hear names like that thrown out and even if it's for the heat you're gonna hear goran dragic you're gonna hear andre gudala you're gonna hear names like that and the reason why you're hearing those veteran names is because you need the money to be able to add up to kyle lowry's 30 mil or at least and i think get to at least 24 mil that's the range But I'm urging people to not really pay attention too much to what those names are. What you really need to pay attention to because I'd assume what the Raptors really want and need are young pieces that you can add to your core of Fred Van Fleet, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi. So in these deals, you're gonna hear all these veteran names like Danny Greed or Mike Scott, but really what you should be keying in on are the young gunners. Whether it's Tyrese Maxey, whether it's Matthias Theibold. Those are the two guys you would really want from the Sixers. Would you get both of them? That's probably the negotiation going on right now. Would you be able to get one of them and a pick? That's also the negotiation going on right now. In terms of Theibold, Theibold is an—he's a top, top defender, a wing defender, someone who would fit right into the Raptors in terms of what they do and would add another just long, Perimeter defender who hasn't really gotten much of an opportunity to sustain long minutes in Philadelphia, but they love him and they think that he can be a really good piece going forward. It's just with the team they have right now, they're going with the vets more and it's been tough for him to get minutes. But he is a young prospect that, you know, if you're the Raptors, it's definitely someone you'd be interested in getting. And if you can get someone like that for Kyle Lowry, who chances are might have been on the way out anyways you roll with that. Tyrese Maxey, he's a guard, more of a combo guard, a scoring guard out of Kentucky. Fell in the draft last year, but still someone who, you know, there's a lot of potential there. Someone who can get buckets. Who when you look at this Raptors team, they need more people who can get buckets. Now, again, it's it's a project. You don't like he's not coming in and automatically being like some 20-point scorer for the raps. But there's definitely potential there, so I don't know. I think that saying bye to Kyle Lowry is tough. Obviously, he will forever represent the NBA championship in Toronto. I will always think of the the millions of people that tuned out, tuned into the uh, the parade in downtown Toronto, like scenes that I'm gonna be honest, I never really thought that I would see in my lifetime. I couldn't imagine or picture what that would be like, the Toronto Raptors winning an NBA championship. And that happened. And Kyle Lowry was a huge reason why. But for me, I guess I've been looking at this day like it's been coming because, you know, we've been we've been leading up to it, right? Like Kawhi left right after. Then you had Serge leave. Then you had Gasol leave. Like this team has been slowly, you've been losing pieces here and there. And... Kyle Lowry obviously is the most sentimental piece of all that because he's the OG Raptor, longest serving Raptor. You're always going to have game six and it's going to be tough. But in this situation where it's Kyle's birthday tomorrow and, you know, you're talking about a 35-year-old point guard and do you want to sign him for two more years at that $20 million number? Or would you rather be paying Norm 20 mil? I mean, a Norm might have priced himself even more than 20 mil. We don't even know. But the point is, the timing for Kyle Lowry to make his exit from Toronto, it might just be fitting in this season where, you know, you make that decision that you gotta look forward. You gotta look towards the rebuild and that and that next era of Raptors basketball. Because I mentioned getting Maxi and Thighbolt, right? The key to what this Raptors team is. What we just learned with this recent Raptors run. Go back to you know, the Demar and Kyle teams, when, when we had the bench mob, look at the team, right? So Pascal, Freddie, part of the bench mob, Purdo was a draft pick, DeLon Wright was a draft pick, Fred Van Fleet, you got out of, um, he was an undrafted rookie, Pascal was a draft pick, the reason I'm bringing this up is because you have all these pieces on your team, Jonas Valanciunas was a draft pick, uh, you have all these pieces on your team that you were able to accumulate all these assets and as you grow with them as you develop them your team gets better and then at a certain point you build up enough assets that you're able to go out and make trades to bring in the vets that you need to win championships and even forget about win championships just win in the playoffs win a couple rounds be spicy In the playoffs. And the reason I bring that up is look at this team right now and what this team is missing. Yes, you can talk about Gasol and Serge, and, you know, Baines hasn't lived up to the hype playing center and they're struggling down the middle. All of that is true. I think they miss the veteran presence that Gasol and Serge Ibaka brought to this team. You need veterans for when things get tough during the regular season. You need vets to teach your young guys how to be professionals, how to deal with the craziness that is an NBA schedule, with the craziness that is, you know, the practice schedule, the flights, just how to be a pro, how to live an NBA lifestyle. You need vets around to help all those young guys transition. Listen to Freddie talk about how important Kyle has been in his development, right? So think of the Raptors team and Then they start making all these moves before Serge even gets here, right? Terrence Ross was an asset that you built up in your organization. Terrence Ross got to a point where he had a good couple months, and then all of a sudden his stock was high enough that you were able to make that trade and get Serge Ibaka. Does that remind you of someone right now? And I'm not saying him and Norm are the exact same player, I'm not saying him and Norm are the exact same talent. I'm just saying you had a very inconsistent guy and you were able to turn that into something else that helped your team at the time. So now instead of using the Terrence Ross or Norm, I'll use that example, instead of using that player to get the vet because you're looking to take the next step with your team, you're going to try to use that asset to get young. So either a younger player, either a draft pick, even a second round pick, whatever it is and and remember, you're the you cheer for the Toronto Raptors, meaning you know what they're capable of doing with second round picks and with late first round picks. So whatever you're able to get in terms of assets for Kyle Lowry or Norman Powell, you take that. And there's a bunch of stories floating around. Like there's a report, I want to say it was out of the New York Post that was saying that um, there's rumors out of Indianapolis that the Pacers are willing, here we are, quote, League sources contend the Pacers are willing to overpay Norman Powell in free agency and perhaps outbid the field. So that's a story coming out already. So you know keep, your chances of keeping Norm Powell are going to be really tough. So why not get assets for him on the way out? Same thing with Kyle Lowry. And, and it's just fitting right now because you need to hand over the keys to Freddie and Pascal. It's just the timing of everything. The timing just makes the most sense. And plus, Kyle Lowry at this stage is still going to be able to land you something. Because the other key part here is if, you're, if you had ESPN up all day today, you saw that most of what they were talking about in terms of the NBA trade deadline was Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry is the only name on the board that's really available in the trade deadline talk. That you think could swing has the potential to swing an NBA champion. Meaning, meaning, not that, you know, if any team gets Kyle Lowry, they're automatically the favorites, not that. But if you add Kyle Lowry to the Sixers, that's a legit upgrade. Over, you know, Shake Milton gets a lot of minutes, and no disrespect to Shake Milton, but you'd rather have Kyle Lowry in those spots, right? You need a shot maker, you need someone who's able to you know, Kyle Lowry's best strength that we've seen is his ability to fit in. And what I mean by that is know when to score, know when to pull back, know when to feed Kawhi, know when to feed Pascal, know when to feed Freddie, and also know when he needs to get buckets. And that's not highlighted any better than obviously game six against the Warriors. So if you add that to Philly, And you think about Joel Embiid, someone to gas him up, someone to keep him motivated and going and feed him the ball consistently. Makes sense for Kyle Lowry, no? Someone to help out Ben Simmons so that it's not all on Ben Simmons to be creating. Someone to get Tobias Harris the ball in his spots. It makes too much sense for Philly. And giving up young assets, like you need to go now if you're the Philadelphia 76ers, right? You need to go now. Joel Embiid he's having his best season so far but you don't know when the injuries are really going to start to pile up for Embiid again Ben Simmons having a really great season and Tobias Harris now that Doc's there they've been able to rekindle that relationship they had when Doc was in um, with the Clippers and you're just seeing it now that they're figuring some things out and adding Kyle Lowry Would really give them a go. And I also think there's a perception angle. Again, losing out on James Harden and having James Harden go to a team that could beat you, you can't just stay put with your same team. You got to make a move. And as we switch to the Heat, we saw what happened to Miami in the playoffs, in the NBA finals. Goran Dragic, they can't rely on him completely to be healthy. Again, if he's healthy, cool but that's almost like the cherry on top. You're not you can't bank on that because he's been injured a lot over the last 5 years. And if you get Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry has a good relationship with Jimmy Butler, but Kyle Lowry is a gamer that fits right into that Heat culture, you know, where they grind it out, play tough defense, take charges, you know, like it makes sense. Like that can make sense. And I didn't really talk about what the Kyle Lowry trades to the Heat could look like. And I mentioned, don't pay attention to, you know, it's going to be Kelly Olenek, or maybe it's Igudala, maybe it's Dragic. Again, those are the names that make the contracts match. The names that really you should be paying attention to, that if you're the Raptors, I would say you want Tyler Hero. The story came out that the Raptors really do have interest in Tyler Hero, who's had a bit of a down year, but still, I mean, he showed a lot of what he's capable of last year in the bubble and even before the bubble, he had a really good season. So, you know, a young guy struggling in his second year in a season where there's, it's been just total chaos. I mean, I take a chance on that for sure. Again, with Kyle Lowry, probably leaving anyways, of course you make that deal to get Tyler Hero, but Miami so far seems to be reluctant in giving up Tyler Hero. So that leaves some other names. Duncan Robinson is a name that keeps popping up, but that doesn't really interest me because he's about to be a free agent. So that means you have to pay him. And I don't really know, like if he put in that work for Miami and Miami doesn't want to pay him, I don't know if you're the Raptors, you want to be the ones to pay him. And that's not a knock on Duncan Robinson. It's just, he seemed to fit so perfectly with Miami. And so if they're willing to give him up and not pay him, it just makes you think, makes you wonder. And He's a knockdown, dead eye three-point shooter. Cool, I get that. But he is going to command so much money this offseason. And I don't know if you're the Raps, you want to do that. Tyler Hero is still on his rookie deal. So that's why Miami wants him, wants to keep him still. And that's also why the Raptors want to get him. So either way, it's super interesting. And one thing Woj did say. And I'm going to bring this up because Woj said it. And sometimes sometimes these insiders know more than they let on. So they can say things, but then, you know, they kind of ease off of it. Seem like they're throwing something out there, but they really know more than they're saying. And Woj, on his show today with Zach Lowe, he brought up the fact that a team to look out for in terms of the Kyle Lowry sweepstakes. He said, don't sleep too much on the Los Angeles Lakers, and I don't know what the Lakers would have to give up to get Kyle Lowry, but clearly the Lakers are in a difficult spot right now, where LeBron and Anthony Davis are out for at least the next month, it seems, and with so many games left still, they could be falling into sixth place or into that play-in tournament. And you don't want to do that. You don't want to play any extra playoff games and you have to if you're LeBron and Anthony Davis. Of course not. So if you're the Lakers, you it might be in your best interest to try to add some more key pieces that can keep you above water, keep you at least in that above the sixth seed. And if that's getting Kyle Lowry, if that's getting Andre Drummond, if that's trying to bring DeMar home, like they got to do something because this Lakers team without LeBron and Anthony Davis might lose every single game that they're out for. I, and I'm not saying that for hyperbole. I'm I'm being I'm keeping that a buck. And that's just because obviously their whole team is centered around LeBron and Anthony Davis. It was tough enough for them to deal with just LeBron. So, removing LeBron, it makes sense why they would want to get Kyle Lowry. Again, I don't know what it would take you know, uh, there's a point, I mean, I don't know what you would want off the Lakers, they don't really have young assets that I would be that interested in, and I don't think they'd give up Kuzma, I don't think so, because again, you need Kuzma, right, you need Kuzma right now while LeBron and AD are out, so, and I don't even think I'd want Kuzma, but it's just such a weird, weird time that who knows what can happen, who knows what assets the the Lakers could pull out to just figure out a way. There could be three-team deals that turns this into something. But how would Raptors fans feel about Kyle Lowry going to play with LeBron? How would that be for a twist? (laughs) Right? That would be weird. Uh, Just because we're talking about this right now, I see Bob adds another name. Bob on YouTube says, uh, Hero and Precious. Now, Precious is a nice energy guy who plays on uh the Miami Heat part of me he gets a lot of minutes he's really solid but they also love him they don't really want to give him up so it's gonna be this battle this stare down between how much Miami or the Sixers are willing to give up and it's pretty funny because it was those two teams also rumored to be in on the James Harden deal and they held firm and if you're Miami you didn't want to give up Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero for James Harden so now you're going to want to give up just one of them for Kyle Lowry? It's interesting. It's totally, totally interesting. Um, but where's Kyle going to go? I, and I want to know from you guys as well, where would you like to see Kyle Lowry go? Like if he has to leave, obviously. Obviously, we know you'd want him to stay. You want him to resign. You want him to retire as a Raptor. I get all that. But as a Raptor fan, if you're going to watch the NBA playoffs and the Raptors are not involved or the Raptors get knocked out... Where do you want to see Kyle Lowry go that you would be able to root for him and cheer for him? That's what I want to know. Uh, Q says, we're talking Lakers. He says, Montrez, Kuzma, or THT, Talon Horton Tucker. Now, the thing about that is Montrez took a lot less so that he could stay with the Lakers. Like, the Raptors wanted Montrez Harrell in free agency. And the rumor was he took less money to stay with the Lakers. The other part of that is, are you going to trade Montrez Harold when you need Montrez Harold right now? Like you can't, if you're the Lakers, you can't give up too many assets to get Kyle Lowry because then you're just having Kyle Lowry and you have nothing else to stay above water while LeBron and AD are hurt. So that's the thing that's tough. I, and I agree with uh, the other Juha who says uh, the best trade I've heard is Lowry for Hero plus the filler. And I agree with that. If you tell me you can turn that in, um, I agree. I, I would take Tyler Hero and hope that you trust in your culture. You trust that once things settle down heading into next season, you can regroup. And he becomes a piece you have going forward with Pascal, O.G., and freddie like to me i like that i think that would be a really good move and again the heat don't want to make that move so it's going to be a stare down q is also right in talking about joe harris money for duncan robinson that's what i mean duncan robinson's gonna get a lot of money and if i'm the raps i don't want to give him that money that's just where i'm at I'm going to go to questions now because there's a lot of comments all over the place. Of course there is because there's a lot going on in Raptor Land. We haven't even talked about Pascal yet, so don't let me finish this podcast without talking about Pascal because I have a lot of thoughts about Mr. Siakam and what's been going on. But let's talk about the trade stuff still at this point. Pascal's lucky the Raptors won tonight and he played well, or else there'd be a lot more Pascal slander. There's still slander. Just wait, though uh let's see might be the closest thing to a happy ending if the trades go down i mean that's a good way to describe what just went down um what other comments we got here imagine the lowry chance if that game was sold out in scotia bank arena that part is that part does kind of suck right um what it would have been like if it if kyle was playing a home game and it could have been his last home game that would have been interesting Let's see what else is here. Coach Flora says too many people get all up. Uh all up in their feelings. A la DeRozan. It's a business. Love Lowry, but the franchise needs to think about the future. Totally agree. He does also say he'd love to see Norm stay. I think that's tough. I think that's tough. Because again, Norm is gonna get into the twenties. Million per year. So are as Raptors fans, are you okay with paying Norm more than Freddie? I'm asking because to me if once you get into that spot you need one of those guys to be your star and i don't know which one of those guys it is and i also don't know how which one of those guys is going to improve that much more than they already have so now if you can turn norm and kyle into you know a couple draft picks maybe a young player or two you're now adding more pieces that you're building up more assets that you're building up q says not sure the philly trade happens they need five contracts to match kyle's so we need to unload four other players uh no i saw it today bobby marks had a thing up on espn where he broke down the sixers need to get to uh 24 mil and they can get there basically with danny green uh mike scott and then some combination of depends on what else you want to add in but it's Bold, uh, or maxi or there's someone else filler on their bench but they can get there and it's not too crazy that it's not too unrealistic i'll say that much um so let's switch over to youtube glow girl smile says lady luck was on our side tonight might be the last game kyle and norm play as raptors the raptors came out in the first and maintained their intensity throughout the game except for in garbage time which is understandable totally agree uh, Susan says, I actually cried at the end of the game, end of an era. Susan, I respect that. You know why? Because that's a diehard Raptor fan right there. That's a diehard Raptor fan who remembers, you know, when Kyle first came. And remember, Kyle came because they were trying to get Steve Nash. And Steve Nash, I mean, kind of, sort of used the Raptors as leverage to get more money <laughs> in a deal from... uh. The Lakers, and Kyle Lowry was the backup plan. Kyle Lowry came to Toronto, and he ended up being the backup to Jose Calderon to start. And Kyle has said on the record that he thought he was just going to be here, finish out his contract, and he was gone. And it almost played out that way. It almost did. And it's crazy to think of where that started. To you know the Raptors trying to trade Rudy Gay to then be tanking and the complete opposite happened. And there's a lot of reasons why the opposite happened. You know, Dwayne Casey's pound the rock mentality, you know, Kyle and Damar bonding and, you know, deciding that they were going to become the leaders of this team and they wanted to stay. But to see where that started to where it is now, I understand, Susan, I understand having those feelings and I bet you're not the only one. Colin says, last year we were disappointed. We didn't win another championship. This year we're happy to win a game. <laughs> I mean, I I, I see you. I see what you're saying there. Style says, I feel like the team went out to get a statement win in honor of Lowry and Norm. I could definitely see that, right? If you know this could be the last game out, you want to give your all for your OG Kyle Lowry and Norm. Like Those are two dudes that you know norm's whole career with the raps we saw norm have big time playoff games we saw norm the roller coaster ride at times that was the norman powell experience right and then there's kyle you could see you know what kyle meant to those guys to freddie to pascal to norm even and so to have them want to come out and get my guy win in what could be his last game that's dope dante says i'm over here fighting back tears because my wife and son gonna make so much but my sorry I don't want to mess up that comment but I started laughing midway through reading it and I don't mean I'm not laughing at you I'm laughing at the situation Dante says I'm over here fighting back tears because my wife and son are gonna make so much fun of me (laughs) it's okay let it out let it out teach your son what it is to be a real fan not none of this bandwagon stuff but actually a real fan of a team sports is a beautiful beautiful thing and it's, you know, one of the first things I brought up earlier tonight when we were talking about Kyle Lowry leaving and I said I'll always remember is the, the amount, the millions of people in downtown Toronto for the parade. Like, sports is so amazing the way that it can bring people together and that is something that, you know, I mean, it was, what, 25 years since they experienced it before with the, with the Jays winning a championship? Do you know what I mean? Like, even when... Uh Canada won the gold medal in men's hockey. That was really cool too. But, you know, that was a thing that we saw the crowds, but it wasn't the same as the Raptors parade. Like we'd never seen anything like that before with millions of people in the streets of Toronto. We'd never seen that before. Like, that was insane, and that's a scene that I will never forget, and that's why, you know, I understand the Die Hard Raptor fans, the fans that were here for the Joey Graham years, the fans that were here for the Hafa Arujo, Jamario Moon, the Jose Calderon years, like, I understand all of that. I totally get it. And so, if, hey, man, if you want to fight back those tears, let them fly. I say let them fly, because... Or, you know what, maybe wait until tomorrow and see if the trade actually happens. Because I guess there still is a world where Kyle doesn't get traded, I guess. Right? Like, that is a possibility. But, listen, I'm a diehard sports fan. I love sports. Like, sports has given me everything in my life. Sports is how I make my livelihood and take care of my family. So, I totally get it and I understand it and I am passionate about sports. So, I totally get it being a fan. And the reason I work in sports is because i was such a huge fan of it. So I totally get it. And what Kyle Lowry meant to this team, I get it. Totally understand that. Elijah says, only got to catch some of the game. But I'm not shocked this team can be anyone when they decide to play. Tonight showed why we don't need to blow up the team. This is one bad stretch. That's a tough one. Okay. Okay. Uh, Style says, this technically is the end of the whole We the North slogan because that started with the Lowry and Norm squad. I do remember that. That was the first year when the Raps made that run and got into the playoffs. They decided to, that was when they started that We the North campaign heading into that playoff run. And that did change the whole dynamic and culture of this team. It's incredible. Owen says, does this blow out against Denver? make it a little harder to pull the trigger on a Kyle and Norm trade. I know Denver was on the second night of a back-to-back, but that's a really good win. Um I think you can't be swayed by the one game. And you got to be realistic and we know this is what Masai and Bobby are going to do, but I think you got to be realistic in terms of what you believe this team truly is and what it can be throughout this season. Cuz even if you make the playoffs, right? Like are you confident you can win two rounds? So then it becomes you trying to balance, is winning around in the playoffs worth more than maybe getting an extra draft pick in next year's draft? And that's basically what those guys are balancing right now. It's tough. It's very tough. Fly Missy says, everyone's saying that was Lowry's last game, but I'm more confident that Powell is getting traded than Lowry. Yeah, as I said, there's a world where Kyle Lowry doesn't get traded. Like, let's say the Lakers offer is the best somehow, but Kyle, for whatever reason, says, no, I don't want to go there. I could see in a world where Masai's like, all right, we're not going to trade you there. That's a thing that could happen, right? More comments. Mark says, wouldn't be surprised to me after the trade deadline that this team makes a run to the play in tournament. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that'd be weird. That would be weird k2's garnett it's just circumstances why we are this low in the standings if we didn't get covid we'd be right up there with miami um the part of that you might be forgetting is miami also had their long stint with covid and the reason why miami is only at 500 in the place that they're at was because jimmy butler missed a month and he wasn't there and as soon as he came back they started playing better and they got there as well so That again is just a reminder, right? There's a lot of teams in this league that have dealt with the COVID issues. And yes, the Raptors missed three players for a week or five games or eight games, whatever it ended up being, pardon me. But, you know, other teams had it too. And, you know, Miami fought through it and and battled through and they're still missing guys and they figured out a way to get through it. It's just tough. It's just tough. And I think you got to put everything in perspective and think, okay, well, for the 15 games or whatever it was that the Raptors were back on track, quote-unquote, because remember, they had a full start of the season to get things going, and they struggled out, out the gate, and that's just, that's tough, but in a shortened season, that'll do you in sometimes. Ann says, the Raptors are true professionals staying focused, even with all the trade rumors. Agreed, that, makes a, that means a lot for sure. Aisha says, wore my Lowry jersey today, all day today, and going to sleep with it. This is the end of the We The North era. That hurts so bad. I am beyond sad. I remember being so hyped trying to find a We The North hat when that thing first came out, and you're trying to get it online, trying to find it at the new era store. I remember I went all the way downtown to try to get it at the new era store, and they didn't have it. And then they finally had them released at the ACC. And I remember getting one of my friends who worked there to buy one for me. Like, it was just like when that whole thing changed and the Raptors were back in the playoffs for the first time in so long. And then, you know, that coincided with the whole We the North campaign. Like, that was what a time to be alive. I remember getting so hyped for that playoff series and that going all the way to game seven and coming down to the last shot. Ugh all of that, all of that, I totally get why people are getting emotional about Kyle Lowry going, like that was a great time for Raptors fans, it was a great era, the best era in the franchise's history, and it's tough to see it go, I just urge people to try to remember the good times, and be happy that at least for Kyle, he was here to to play it out, and get to the pinnacle of, you know, the championship, because it was tough to see DeMar go as well, and you're always going to think of this as, you know, this era of Demar and Kyle and Casey and JV, right? Like those guys were all a key part of this core. But luckily for Kyle, he was able to stick it out and be here long enough to win a championship. And I think in a way you got to look at that as a silver lining and the huge positive in this as a happy moment that Kyle gets to go out with a championship. I think that's cool. I think that's cool. More comments. I think it's tough because we all saw it coming. It's actually happening is the next thing. I'm in my feelings right now. Ali says, if we trade him to Philly, I need both Maxi and Thibold and a pick. Yo, I'm with you too. I I want all that. I want all that. But honestly, if you tell me we get Maxi and a pick, I'll take that. And obviously, again, I keep mentioning it, the contract filler to make the contracts add up. Yes. Tammy says, Well, if this was Norm and or Kyle's swan song with the Raptors, I will take it and wish some luck, wish some luck and thank them for everything they have done for the team. I will definitely be sad, may even cry a tear or two. Again, diehard fans, I hear you. I hear you. Inches, I guess he's putting in a rumor. Okay, putting in some rumors. Okay, league sources say the Raptors, with highly coveted trade targets Norman Powell and Kyle Lowry, are holding up much of the league because the huge asking price for Powell and Lowry. Hey, start high. You got to start high. Not mad at that. Got to negotiate, and Masai's not gonna get ripped off. And you know teams are already thinking, Yo, I can, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna get ripped off by Masai. Remember, Masai traded Barghiani and got a first round pick. Remember, Masai flipped uh Grievous Vasquez for what turned out to be what Norman Powell and someone else I'm drawing a blank now what's the Grievous Vasquez trade someone in the chat's gonna remind me but that was a big boy trade for Masai as well and you gotta remember of course he traded Kawhi Leonard and got Danny Green for DeMar DeRozan and Jacoperto I mean that's a ninja type trade <laughs> and <laughs> I will always give Masai credit for that so if you tell me they're in the lab right now trying to cook up the trades for Kyle and, and Norm more power to you I'll, I'll wait that out and see what Masai has up his sleeve and says I'm willing to co-sign Kyle going home to Philly I just don't want Jimmy to get him unless we get hero fair enough fair enough uh <laughs> let's talk rap says why isn't Baines on the trade block <laughs> fair enough uh styles the hardest part of the hardest part is that the raptors aren't playing at home and unable to get a proper farewell from the loving fans he's brought so much to the city glow girl smile says wojon tv says there's a perfect storm after the losing streak he just said the sixers heat and lakers are interested in in kyle yeah the lakers i don't know man i don't know if i want him to go to the lakers i don't know if i want LeBron to profit off Kyle Lowry Gasol like you know Gasol was kind of different but Kyle Lowry you know if you're telling me Kyle's going to go and somehow the Clippers were able to find assets to get Kyle and Kyle's going to go link up with Serge and and Kawhi I could live with that I could live with that I know people are mad at the Clippers and I get it but if you're telling me that he's linking up with Serge and Kawhi I'd be for that I'd be about that more comments. I heard about the Lakers, but they really don't have the assets. Totally agree with that comment for sure. Sanjay says, it's so hard <laughs> to say goodbye to yesterday. I'll just say if you know, you know, and we'll move on. <laughs> Where's my guy LT? I, I wish LT was in here somewhere because I know he definitely would have appreciated that comment. Uh, I'll go to Twitter for a bit here. Uh, Logan says, hey Shell, always keeping up on these things. Tough times on Spotify. Thank you, Logan. Appreciate you, my dude. Again, if you ever miss the podcast, we got you covered on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and of course on YouTube. Multiple ways to watch the pod. So shouts to you, Logan. One of our longtime listeners here on the Wrap It Up Pod. More comments. It felt like our guys played tonight. Uh just to have one last time together. It was a pleasure to watch. I'm gonna miss Kalo so bad it hurts. More comments. Oh, Logan again. I can't be mad if we turn him into hero, but it's gonna be sad, bittersweet feeling for sure. Uh, Blackhawk says Norm should be a star, should be the star. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, and my guy Terry says, bro, Messiah's waiting until 2:57 to pull the trigger on both these guys. <laughs> Hey, wait until the last minute, call their bluff. Because the Raptors are in a power position here, right? They're in a power position. They know that at the end of the day, Philly and Miami have to make moves. The one thing that was interesting was Oladipo is on the block right now as well. So that could be affecting the market in terms of teams could be wanting Kyle Lowry, but if they don't get Kyle Lowry, then they're settling for Oladipo. And... So that's an interesting one because Oladipo was held out of the lineup tonight. He didn't play. So the idea behind that is you would assume that probably means Oladipo is on his way out of Houston. My guy Dunlop on Twitch says, Can the Raptors play like that more often? Thanks, my sport of anxiety. <laughs> right? You're watching this game and thinking, Oh, there are all those three pointers. But. I'll just remind people, you're not going to hit 20 plus threes every single night. You take it when it happens, but you're not going to do that every single night. Uh, K2's Garnett says, we can still sign and trade for Lowry and Powell in the offseason. I want to see them end their season and get uh, get a center, beat the Bucks in the first round. (laughs) Either way, our core with OG, Fred Van Fleet, and Siakam is set. Oh wow, you want to keep Oh wow, okay. Uh Sheldon, what do you think about Siakam cussing at Nick Nurse for benching him? I thought it was b- BS to bench, especially for Stanley Johnson. Do we want to get to that now or do we want to talk about more uh we want to talk about more trades? Let's get to this Pascal Siakam thing, and then if there's still more comments, we'll get to uh we'll get to more trade talk after that. But in terms of Pascal Siakam, I mean, if you listen to this pod, I talked about it on our last podcast, which would have been after the loss to Houston. And I said that going through the postgame pressers, you know, like with what I do now for work, I've been working a lot on uh, the Raptors pregame show when it's on Sportsnet. So what I'm doing is I'm going through all the pregame or the postgame comments and all that, listening to just watching the whole things. And when I watched it after the Cleveland game, I came on this podcast and I said, things seem weird. Like the vibes seem off. And I was reading a lot. You know, I was doing a lot of reading into what they were saying because, you know, Freddie and Kyle aren't coming out and throwing someone under the bus. But I was kind of reading between the lines and I thought, yo, something is up. Something is weird. Like the way they kept referring to the locker room, I thought was really weird. So then the next day, the very next day when shams decides that he's going to come out and shams is going to say that and i'm trying to find the exact comments right now shams says that kyle lowry was <laughs> not kyle lowry i'm drawing a blank here pascal siakam i'm trying to find the actual tweets I'm going to uh, my notes to find the tweets. Here we are. Sham says the Toronto Raptors fined star forward Pascal Siakam $50,000 after directing several heated choice words towards head coach Nick Nurse after Sunday's loss in Cleveland. So, again, if you listen to this podcast, I came on here saying, yo, something is messed up. Something is off. I think something is going on in the room. And even on Tuesday, that day, I called a bunch of friends, I texted a bunch of people being like, yo, something's up, something's messed up, I don't know what's going on, but something is off, I got the receipts, and then the next day, this story comes out, and, you know, the Raptors came back out, as, you know, Lori Ewing said, according to Raptors head of media relations, Jen Quinn, the report of the team finding Siakam $50,000 for argument with Nurse is, quote, not correct. So what happened after that is there was a lot of posturing going back and forth. And, you know, Michael Grange wrote a really great article on Sportsnet.ca, really breaking down the whole thing. And he broke down the fact that, you know, what could be happening here is, you know, the $50,000 fine, a team is only allowed to fine you $50,000. That's the maximum a team is allowed to fine a player without the player being allowed to file a grievance with the union or through the union. So basically, it seems like there could be a procedure where the Raps are trying to figure out how they can properly discipline Siakam for what just happened. Because they've already sat him out a game, they've already you know sat him out in a couple fourth quarters before, and we know that there's been incidents behind the scenes already. But in terms of what happened on Sunday after the Cavs game, and again, my spidey sense was tingling watching that watching that post game after that game right so the way that it was described because it set the scene for people that might not be familiar with what happened right in that game and i'm gonna do this segment that uh i always love they do on levitard show he's like i'm, I'm gonna call this segment reading <laughs> so this is from michael grange's article right the raptors mounted a fourth quarter comeback down 22 after Nurse went to a defense-heavy lineup featuring Patrick McCaw and Stanley Johnson, but Siakam wasn't a part of it. He remained on the bench for the entire quarter, even when the Raptors pulled within six with six minutes left. The Raptors scored just 12 points from there and lost by 11. Siakam wasn't happy, according to multiple sources, let Nurse know about it, loudly and aggressively, with words beyond standard cursing. It got personal, lines were crossed, and teammates had to intervene according to multiple sources. So, I'm going to ask you guys this. Hearing this story, and obviously we're hearing, you know, from whoever Michael Grange's sources are, but that doesn't sound good. That sounds horrible. And, you know, if you watch Nick Nurse's pregame availability and they asked him if everything was fine with him and Siakam now, you could tell Nurse was still not happy about it at all. I posted the video on my socials, if you don't know what I'm talking about. Like, they asked Nurse pregame about him and Siakam, and if they've touched base yet, and if everything's cool. And, I mean, if Nurse was trying to hide his frustration with having to still be talking about it, my guy looked cheesed. So, I ask you guys this. Are you okay with Pascal Siakam being that angry at Nick Nurse? Because I'm not. I don't think that's cool at all. Because there's a couple things to remember if you ask me here, right? One, that Cavs game was one of the worst Raptors performances that I've seen in a very long time. They got punked off by Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton was talking trash to the Raptors bench. He was talking trash to... Uh, fred van fleet norm powell stepped in and said something back to him finally but then after in the third quarter colin sexton was the one that got hyped up from the disrespect not the raptors sexton proceeded to punk off the raptors even more so being down 20 nurse turns to his bench goes to his defensive guys the defensive guys do what the defensive guys do They got turnovers. They changed the flow of the game. The Raps started to make a comeback. I get it. So there's two things here. There's a bunch of things going on. Nurse comes back with, brings in Freddie, doesn't bring back Siakam. Siakam is on the bench and he's mad that he's not playing. Now, if he was that mad, he had a whole three quarters beforehand to do something about it. And he didn't play well in that game. He didn't. The second thing is, I'm not blaming Nick Nurse for not bringing back in Siakam when the Raps are down 20, they're trying to come back, they're almost coming back, but they're also on the first game of a back-to-back. I'm not mad with Nurse, you know, making a call that, hey, these are the guys that got got us back in the game, I'm staying with these guys, because let's keep it a trillion times honest here. Nurse has given Pascal Siakam a lot of chances in crunch time to bring the Raptors back, hasn't he? And how many times has Pascal Siakam rewarded Nick Nurse for Nick Nurse trusting Pascal Siakam in crunch time? Think about that for a second. So my beef here isn't that Pascal has been missing you know, shots late because that happens. My point is, time and time again, Nick Nurse has turned to you and you haven't come through which cool the one time when the other guys are playing well and bring the team back into a game you're going to use that opportunity to flip out on the coach and again we don't know what he said this source material is obviously coming from you know Michael Grange I'm, I'm assuming that if Pascal or his agent were to leak the, some information to their sources maybe it would be worded a little differently but if I connect all the dots between what's being reported by, you know, your well-informed Raptors beat people, if you see how angry Nick Nurse is responding to these questions about what happened, if you know that there's some kind of quote unquote negotiation going on right now between um uh, the Raptors and Pascal in terms of what the discipline is going to be for what happened. They've acknowledged that something happened. And then again, I add in the very first thing, my spidey sense was going crazy watching Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Fleet talk after the Cavs game. So you add all those things up and that's not a good look if you're Pascal Siakam. Because my other thing about sports, and I know everyone doesn't agree with me, you can be a jackass. You can be a jerk, but you better put in work, right? Like people said, Kobe was a jerk. He was a bad teammate. He was a jerk. He got in arguments with his teammates, whatever, whatever. But Kobe put in work. In fact, Kobe put in gangster work. I'm okay with you being a jerk if you put in gangster work. What Pascal Siakam has done since before the bubble is not put in work it's not live up to that max contract and in that scenario where let's be let's also keep it a buck nick nurse was the man who's been guiding pascal's career from the get-go right nick nurse was very instrumental in what the bench mob was he worked with those guys with their offense and what that you know the threes like do we forget all this now if you go back to the bench mob and and nick nurse being the offensive guru at the time behind dwayne casey there's a lot of talk about nick nurse and the offense and what he was doing with the bench mob in terms of them you know passing up the mid-range shots and focusing on dunks layups and threes and that's it and the corner threes and he would work with the bench mob unit remember all that that was nick nurse before nick nurse pascal wasn't even allowed to dribble dwayne casey didn't allow pascal to dribble so now you're going to come full circle and again the way that that is worded that is carefully worded and that's not a good look if you're pascal siakam again he let nurse know about it loudly and aggressively with words beyond standard cursing it got personal lines were crossed and teammates had to intervene according to multiple sources come on man you you're you're not at that point yet Pascal where you can have those outbursts I don't think so I don't think so that's just me that's just my opinion you guys might disagree and to me there's also this narrative that you know it was a bubble and ever since the bubble Pascal hasn't been playing good and I've been telling people go back before the bubble. Okay. Before the bubble, Pascal came out blazing before the seat, like at this very start of last season. And then the scouting report starts to go around, and then all the defenses know that you're just busting your spin move and they should let you shoot the three because you're going to take it. And the numbers started to go down a bit. Little by little, the numbers started to go down. And then obviously, we know what happened once bubble time came. And then the start of this season wasn't that good either. My guy put in a couple good weeks. And then now here we are, where inconsistent play on both ends of the floor leads to him being benched again in the second, in the fourth quarter. So now if you tally up what's gone on this season, Pascal Siakam has had to sit out a game because the Raptors didn't like the fact that he left the bench, right? They didn't like the fact that he left the bench after fouling out in a game. He then was, as punishment, missed the next game. And there's two other games in which Pascal Siakam has been benched in the fourth quarter. This is your max player. I mean, a max player getting called out and being sat out multiple times, that's rare in the NBA. Now, we've urged on this pod to be careful about how you think of Pascal. Like The max contract was really hoping that he would develop into more. It wasn't necessarily that, you know, he is that max guy. And I struggle with that. I struggle with how that is being, is being, you know, put out there because I struggled with, wait, is this guy a max player? But that's not really what that means in the NBA. A lot of it has to do with timing and his contract came up just at the right time, just at the right time that the Raptors were coming off a championship and Pascal played really, really well beside a max player in Kawhi Leonard. I don't know but let me let me know what you guys think of all this because I think you know clearly something really 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 bad was said because if you haven't seen Nurse's pregame stuff I urge you to go watch it because Nurse is not happy at all and you can tell now mind you could Nurse not be happy because he had to answer so many questions about things that had nothing to do with the game tonight sure but still not a good look, just not a good look, what What do you guys think of the Pascal thing, we'll go through that, I know this is a super long pod, we haven't done a pod this long this season, but of course, with so much going on in Rapsland, I'm here for the conversation, for sure, uh, Q says, again, Siakam has just now become an all-star, and learning how to deal with the pressure that comes with that, uh, pascal forgot what got him to star status topped off by his frustration with himself and it bubbled over cool but you can't get mad at Nick nurse bro that's not on not in that situation not when you know the bench guys are doing work the bench guys got them back and he wasn't really happy with your play and you're still coming back from covid and his first game of a back- to back i'm not mad with i'm not mad with Nick nurse i'm i'm not uh let's see what else we got here juha says we are waiting for him to grow into the closer but so far he hasn't become that guy rahul says nurse is a reason why siakam got the spot in the starting lineup do you think nurse will try to opt out of his contract i mean i don't know how bad it is and yes these things do happen right like we forget now but as Michael Grange reminded us in our in his article, which I definitely suggest you guys go read because there's a lot of good stuff in there. But one thing Grange did bring up was that this stuff happens a lot. Like he brought up a story of Kyle Lowry way back. This is going back some time. But Kyle Lowry being so frustrated during a practice with how the refs were calling the practice. So he was mad at foul call. So Kyle decided to grab the game ball and he sat in the middle of the court refusing to play. And so Dwayne Casey, not knowing how to deal with it, just said, okay, we'll go play on the other court. And they moved over to another court to which Kyle then walked over and sat in the middle of that court to which then Casey just ended practice. (laughs) So I bring that up to say, these things do happen. They do, they do, they do, they do, they do. But there's a line and I don't know what, you know, Pascal said to Nick Nurse, players having to intervene I don't know what that means, I don't know if that means they had to physically intervene because they were afraid something might get physical, I don't know if they had to intervene in the sense that they had to check Siakam and be like, whoa, you can't say that to him? I don't know, but none of that is a good look for Pascal Siakam, because the reality is, bro, you haven't played up to your contract, you haven't held up to your end of the bargain, you haven't. And all this team has done, all Nick Nurse has done, is put you in the position to do so, to live up to that. And when Siakam struggled in the bubble, when he played horribly in that Boston Celtics playoff round, everybody in this organization, from Nick Nurse to, to Kyle to Fred to Masai, everybody stood beside Pascal. When he struggled at the start of this season, everybody stood beside Pascal right? Remember, the start of season was tough for him as well. He was shooting a lot of threes, he was settling for terrible jumpers, and then something switched where all of a sudden all that was cut out. My guy was going back to the basket again. All I'm saying is I don't know what happened. We're not going to know what happened, but I really do. There's part of me that really wants to know what he said to Nick Nurse because that sounds really serious. (laughs) Jody says, Pascal probably told him he sucked at guitar. Then nurse said he sucked at game winners. (laughs) Well played. Well played. I appreciate that joke. Uh, I'm going to read some more comments though. Because there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. Uh, I'm trying to scroll up. Yeah. Fly Miss saying the chat is live tonight. The chat is live tonight. Really do appreciate all of you. And you know, the day ones, the people who've been holding it down because it's been a tough season. It's been a really tough season, but I give you guys a lot of credit for sticking it out and riding with us here on the Wrap It Up pod after each and every game, because we're here, and I know I do this pod for the diehards. I always say that, and I mean it, because, because of COVID, I ended up sitting here doing the pod by myself, which is never how I intended to do this podcast, and so it's been a blessing to which we've been able to build this community and have tons of people in the chat night in and night out, so I really appreciate you guys for sure tuning in and as fly miss says keeping the chat lit uh i'm gonna get to some more comments nate says man listening to the post game has made me teary-eyed um and says kyle to philly is good i still have my danny green raptors jersey <laughs> that's funny well played joseph says trade siakam instead of norm i mean siakam's max contract i wonder i wonder I don't know. That's a tough one. Uh, Nate says it's po- it hurts possibly losing two guys that genuinely care about our city. Totally agreed. Norm, we saw Norm grow up, right? Solomon says, do you think we should keep Powell and pay him this summer? I don't. I think it's too much because you're running into, you know, is he going to make, are you going to pay him more than Fred? Are you going to pay him more than OG? That's tough because if you're locked into that, even if Kyle didn't come back, you're 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 banking a lot on those four guys and those four guys alone when really you know that you need someone to be better than those four guys if this team is going to be great and how do you get that you try to just build and accumulate more assets through the draft uh paul says if it's meant to be kyle to miami it's an all underdog team it's perfect for Kyle they'd be badass i agree with that totally could see Kyle fitting in Kyle a Kyle Lowry Jimmy Butler backcourt wow k2's garnett winning a round is always worth more than a draft pick playoff basketball is a good experience for the young core i would say you got that experience last year um and this year you don't want to be maxing out with the first round being your being you know just like the ceiling of where your team can go the goal should be to make deep playoff runs and so if you're still looking at the second round being your best option and you know if in that second round you're facing either the bucks or you know the nets i don't really like this team's chances against either of those teams healthy that's just me inches says have you seen brooklyn squad the east is anything but open uh, Joseph, Kyle is a gamer. Masai must have told him already. Masai would not make another mistake like he did with Damar. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you've been listening to the post games uh, the last little while, Kyle's mood is just different. Different than it would be during a long losing streak. I want to get some Siakam comments, though. I want to get to some Siakam comments. One of my friends just sent me a text message saying, yo, I'm already getting sad. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but I get it. I understand it. I really do. Uh, T-Dot Raptor says, I don't see Fred getting benched when he scores four points. So why is Nurse benching Siakam? I hope he did cuss him out. Interesting point, because uh, I think Grange also points out that Siakam feels like he's being singled out for the, the team's struggles this season. To which, yeah, that could be true. And I could also see why that would make you feel bad if you feel like you're being singled out. But when you're the max player on the team, you get singled out when the team doesn't do well. That's just the way this goes, right? Like with max money, with the max contract, with the, you know, getting all the shots comes the expectations. And when you don't live up to the expectations, the slander comes. That's just the reality of the situation. That's what high-level sports is, and so you're gonna be singled out when the team struggles. That's just the reality of it. of what it is, and I mean, yeah. Uh, Mark, I asked for this earlier. Mark comes through and says the Vasquez trade was basically for Powell and OG. Yep, Masai did wonders there for sure. Uh, and talking about Siakam getting bench as opposed to Freddie. Uh, inches says Fred Van Fleet is smarter than Siakam <laughs> okay fair enough fair enough I want to s- know what you guys think of the the uh, Pascal and, Nor- and Nick Nurse stuff uh, Ann says Nick punks off Pascal too often how many number one options get benched uh, and then someone says Demar got benched by Casey in the playoffs too if we remember correctly but uh I'll say this how many number one options get benched how many number one options deserve to get benched? That would be my question. Jody says, Siakam doesn't have the street cred to call out a coach. I I agree with that. I think you got to have like, you know, your resume's got to be boosted a little more before you call out your coach, Nick Nurse. I don't think you can do that yet if you're Pascal Siakam. That's just me. If that's Kyle Lowry, it's still not a good look, but okay. You get it. If that was Kawhi, still not okay. But you get it, right? Pascal, nah. Glow Girl Smile says Nick Nurse was trying to rest Pascal for the second game of a back-to-back, since it was going well with the group he had. Totally agree. That's why I'm not mad at it at all. Totally not mad at it. Uh, T. Dot Raptor says it's part of the growth. Uh, Tatum did not hit every game winner at the start either. Totally agree with that. Uh, Inches says, what is the chance the Siakam gets traded tomorrow? I don't think that happens. I'd be stunned if that happens. Totally stunned. Um, Fly Miss says, preach. No nurse slander will be tolerated. I agree. And I think it's important for him to, to make it known because we know what Nick Nurse is about. If you're playing defense, you will play. No matter who you are. And so we're talking about Freddie compared to Pascal. Freddie doesn't take time nights off on the defensive end. Freddie is always playing heavy, heavy defense. And that might be the difference between the two of them. Uh, Summer says this guy is putting on the cape for nurse. There's a report that now Lowry has gotten into an argument with nurse. We don't know all the details, so let's not be gossip girls. Um, I'm not putting on a cape for nurse. I'm reacting to the information that's being placed in front of me. That's all. I mean, I don't know what the post game comments were tonight. I don't know if Siakam spoke to the media because he hasn't spoken to the media in a few games, so I don't know. Um, but I'll say this much: I'm just reacting to. I'm just reacting to the uh, comments placed ahead of me. That's it. Uh, Also, I'm seeing comments about uh, Kyle's postgame. Drake just interrupted Kyle's postgame Zoom availability via FaceTime. Of course. Why not? Oh, we do have Siakam comments. Siakam on the reported Nick Nurse dust-up. Quote, Losing ain't fun. If you're a team that's serious about winning, it's not going to be fun. There's not going to be a lot of joking around. Also from Siakam, Quote, Once you lose nine games in a row, I think every win makes a difference. There's a lot of games we could have won, and I think that's kind of the story of this year. Then you find yourself in a situation where every loss hurts. It feels like you're getting stabbed every time you lose. Yeah. I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a tough one for sure. Do we want to hear some Kyle Lowry comments here? Um, Kyle Lowry, quote, I'm going to be honest, usually I bullshit y'all, but it was kind of weird tonight not knowing what was what the next step will be, who knows what's going to happen, I don't know what's going to happen, but tonight was definitely different, wow, Um, what does Lowry want to happen to ro- tomorrow, quote, I don't know, I wish I could give you an answer, at the end of the day, I'm going to have a decision and work it out, if something happens, it happens, if it doesn't, everything happens for a reason, right now, I don't know wow 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 this sums up kyle lowry quote i'm not the tallest i'm not the most athletic i'm not the fanciest but i play hard and it's gotten me a long way playing hard i pride myself on being one of the hardest basketball players out there no lie seen and i think that's why the fan base fell in love with kyle lowry the way that it did right because Kyle Lowry exemplifies just hard work and toughness. And, you know, I hate bringing up the hockey equivalencies because I feel like that's such a crutch that gets used way too much. But I don't think that it's a coincidence that a guy like Kyle Lowry, who's putting his body on the line all the time and doing the dirty work and taking charges and, you know, playing above what you would think his body expectations would be. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no wonder why that guy would become such a fan favorite here. Totally get that. Totally get it. I'm going to keep taking comments. As long as you guys are here and want to chat. I know we're over an hour here, but I don't really care. I feel like we should just keep going because why not? This is big. Oh, my guy Jersey Mike says, you already got <laughs> you got a title done already, Dunlop. Just enjoy the rebuild. Totally agree. Take your title and run take your title and run I mean again memories that will live forever this chat on YouTube is still going and you know link in bio to get onto the YouTube chat so if you want to join in the people are there the people are fired up this is the Raptors fan base this is why I started this podcast because we needed a place to congregate after each and every game we needed that and especially for moments like this so that's why I'm going really long on this pod for sure uh people are watching Woj and been writing into the chat what Woj is saying right now that's incredible uh where was I here oh the guy said I was putting on a cape for nurse I'll keep going though on the comments uh I don't think you can trade Pascal because you wouldn't get anything approaching good value for him I don't really think it's it, you're at that point yet and again I don't know what was said and maybe it was something that was super crazy But I don't know. I don't think you're at a point where you're talking about trading Pascal Siakam. On Instagram, I see because they're reacting to Kyle Lowry. uh, Kyle has veto power on the trades. So basically what's going on, it seems, is that Kyle has such a good relationship with the front office, obviously, that they're not just going to trade him just anywhere. They're not going to do that. They want to send him someplace where he wants to go. So that's kind of the scenario that's going on right now. Uh, I'll continue with all the comments though. If Pascal was on the level of KD or LBJ, fine. But this is disappointing to see. Totally agree with that. I just think, I say it all the time, there's levels to it. And at a certain level, you're allowed to cuss out your coach. That's just the facts. Hey, at a certain level, you're able to get your coach fired. Pascal is not at that level. That's just surreal. Oh, sorry. I thought I read something in the chat and that made me full on pause. Like, whoa. <laughs> wow. Uh, K2's Garnett. I don't know where he heard this from, but he says, I heard he called him a punk ass bitch. Like, come on. I don't know about that. Uh, someone says, I told you wrap it up. They're going to trade Kyle like a month ago. I'm the goat. <laughs> and says the entire league is waiting for Toronto to make a move tomorrow is this the kind of respect we wanted <laughs> fair enough nick nurse didn't give him opportunities to win oh sorry nick nurse did give him opportunities to win games and he failed tatum came back from quarantine better pascal came back worse and said he hadn't touched a ball for months the great ones find a way uh this is also an interesting time right because if we go back to the bubble that was something i brought up all the time And again, it was a pandemic, so I'm not going to full on judge someone for what they did and how they coped during a pandemic. But Pascal came back and said he didn't touch a ball for maybe the longest time in his life since he started playing ball. And it showed in the bubble. So you would think that after last season that he would have came back more focused and more ready to have a better season this year. And that didn't happen either. So I don't blame Raptors fans for being mad. I don't blame Nick Nurse for trying to light a fire under him here and there to try to get him going. I don't. I just don't. Um, (laughs) Pascal. People are trying to guess what Pascal said. Here's another guess from someone named Gucci Gucci, (laughs) who says Pascal said Dwayne Casey's a better coach. LOL. That's funny. Well played. Well played. Owen. I know we're all curious and nervous about what's going to happen tomorrow but all we need is Pascal to tweet out, don't worry, I got us, and we will be all good. Solid callback to the DeMar DeRozan, I got us, from when Chris Bosh got traded away. Solid. Solid reference there, I like that. Uh, K2's Garnett, I feel the Raptors fan base ate way too hard on Siakam, forcing him to be the the man. Kawhi, when his game... Or forcing him to be a mini Kawhi when his game is different. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, someone says, Trade Kyle. Keep Norm. Wave Siakam. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, more comments. As the comments keep piling in. Thanks guys so much. I really appreciate this. Uh, when the team doesn't win, the number one player always gets the blame for everyone else. Totally true. Uh... Continuing that same comment, Siakam is a champ, all-star, second team, all-NBA, max money guy. Did the accolades come too quickly? I mean, it's tough. It's one thing to, it's one thing when you, you work hard to achieve something. And then it's another thing about how hard you work once you get it, right? And I'll go back to the comments and you can go back. The receipts are there. I talked about this on the last pod. Freddie went into a long talk about how, you know, as a team, they've accomplished so much. And they're learning that you can't just flick a switch. You got to continuously come out and earn that every single day, every game, every minute, every practice, every shoot around. And are you willing to do that? Because if you're not, this is what happens, right? So I don't know. Here we are. Here we are. Ben says... Calling Siakam a number one option means you don't have a number one option. Oof, that's a tough one, but I'm not saying that's that's wrong either. Uh, ain't anybody want Siakam paying a man $30 million to average 19 points? Um, I can't really argue that point either. Style says Norm deserves the bag, just not with us because he's not more valuable to us than Freddie or OG uh elijah says drake is i'm not i'm not gonna read that call but uh siakam does more than fred van fleet ask ask to guard one to five switch on to guards cover up in the paint if coach is gonna bench him let him know this is still nurse is doing i'm not mad at that because here's the thing siakam like you're the dude you're the guy that's just the reality of it you got to play the big time minutes so you get you know, benching him multiple times. To me, that tells me you didn't get the message yet. You haven't gotten the message and you have to lead by example, right? That was the biggest thing. I always said the biggest lessons from watching Kawhi Leonard that I thought were so amazing was how much he gave it at the defensive end all the time, right? Like when those big boy games were there, when it came down to crunch time, he was getting a turnover. And even if his shot wasn't falling, he was still playing high level defense. Those are the lessons you want to see continue from Siakam. And you haven't really seen it yet. Uh, Interest says, this pod keeps going back and forth between the Kyle sentimentality and the Pascal anger. I can't handle these emotional swings. <laughs> well played. Well played. Well played. I find that one funny. That's a good comment right there. That's a good comment. I like that one. Uh, what else have we got going here? Uh, why doesn't Kyle want to stay in Toronto long-term? He probably does, but the question is, do the Raptors want to sign Kyle long-term? Or do they want to get going on the rebuild? I think that's really plays a part to it. Fly Miss says, you know, it kind of seems effed up. Tory gave Kawhi a key to the city off one year because we won and Kyle ain't get shit. I think that'll be changed. I think Tory can just make another key to the city and give one to Kyle. You know Kyle's going to get one too, come on. We know that. Uh, people talking about Drake interrupting the postgame. Juha says Siakam didn't get the accolades too quickly. He took advantage of a unique opportunity most players don't ever have. Totally agree. The timing of it was incredible. The timing of the one year that, that Kawhi Leonard was here matters. And I wonder too, let's say the four bounce doesn't go in. And the Raptors just lose at that point. Does Siakam still sign for the max? because he played well he played well in the season yeah he played well in round 1 against uh the magic he did not play well at all in that Philly series he didn't if you remember he hurt himself trying to trip and beat and almost missed a game so i don't know does he still get the max i don't know i literally don't know i'm a- i'm asking the question but the point is siakam at that time He's playing with Kawhi Leonard and, and a team that had championship aspirations, but that also had vets like Mark Gasol, Serge Ibaka, Danny Green, guys who have been there before. And so when times were tough, there was someone else to bail you out. Because we remember, you know, we remember obviously game six in for, uh, we remember both game sixes actually. The game six in Toronto, when the Raptors advance to the finals the game six, in uh golden state where the raptors win the championship but to me the moments that i always remember because this really shows what your team goes through is what happened when times were tough what happened when the raptors were down two to one in philadelphia right those were the moments that show you the big boys right that's when you know Kawhi comes out and wins that game to even the series at two Game 7, obviously, it was Kawhi versus everybody, including the four-bounds. What happened when the Raptors were down 2 nothing at home in double overtime because Pascal missed free throws and Kawhi had to play an hour and Kawhi was out here getting steals and getting dunks to, to seal the game? Like You're defined really as a superstar and a max player what you do in the tough times almost as much as you are what you do in the good times. And those are the lessons I keep talking about. People get mad when I bring up Kawhi all the time because, you know, oh, this team, you know, yeah, they they wouldn't have won without Kawhi, but they also wouldn't have won without Fred, or they also wouldn't have won without Kyle, or they also wouldn't have won without Siakam. And all that's fun, and all that's cool, but you'll never take away the fact that Kawhi on one leg was putting up 28 and 10 in the finals, right? So... Remember those moments, we forget them now, but being down 2-0 to the Bucks and Kawhi in double OT, right? Game 6, Raptors down 15 points at the end of the third quarter and Kawhi going on his own 10-0 run. Those are the moments, Kawhi in the locker room after the Raptors blow game 2 of the NBA Finals and Nick Nurse says, well all we gotta do is go to Golden State and try to get a split and Kawhi says, nah, fuck that, let's get both. That's what I'm talking about in terms of a leader, in terms of, you know, a guy with cred to call out your coach, a guy with, you know, it's just different. And Pascal, a lot came quickly. And it's not his fault. It's just the timing of it. I understand why he got the max. But I have videos, if you just scroll back to the start of last season, where the legit title of the video is, is Pascal Siakam a max player? So I don't know. I, I understand why Masai did it. I get why he did it. But it, it would have been tough to not give him the max. It would have been very tough. It would have been very tough. That's all I'm saying. More comments though. I, I got to wrap up soon. We're at a, I, this has like an hour and a half. Wow. I really haven't done a podcast this long in a long, long time. Super long time. Uh, what do we got here? Siakam, people are saying yes. Siakam still gets a bag. Raul says hell no, he wouldn't have if the four bounce didn't go in. Another comment here says, I think admitting that Siakam is not worthy of a max is hard because you have to admit Masai made an error, and that's hard. I don't think. Here's here's a problem though. I think Masai definitely had to give Siakam the max in that moment. Like that was the situation. But at a certain point, if you're Siakam, you got to do your end of the bargain and live up to that contract, right? Like it's a two-way street. So I don't know, Sanjay. If Kyle gets traded, we need to get we need a good vet to lead the young Raptors into the next stage. Interesting point. Um, Jaden's asking, do you know what we could get for Kyle? Uh, I would advise you to scroll to the beginning of the pod. We talked about that a lot, but basically cole's notes what it comes down to is you'll need contract filler from either miami or uh, philly those names include like if you're talking miami you're talking goran dragic maybe igudala maybe uh, uh, kelly Olynyk. but you're you're talking salaries to add up to kyle lowry's but you what the raptors really want are the young talent so you hope to get tyler hero in that you hope to get maybe a draft pick right now it seems that miami is offering up duncan robinson which if you're the Raps, you probably don't want because he's going to be a free agent and you have to re-sign Duncan Robinson. Uh, we mentioned earlier, we talked about the Sixers, same thing, contract filler in the form of Danny Green, maybe Mike Scott, and then the guys you really want, Tyrese Maxey or Matthias Thybold or Pick. Those are the guys you would want, those young pieces that you can plug in and put alongside Fred and uh, Pascal and OG going forward uh, someone, people still asking for Baines. That's pretty funny. Uh, whoever made the call to get Baines should be included in the trade deal. (laughs) Well played. Uh, Jody says the next subway station in Toronto should be named after Lowry. They can dedicate a bench to Siakam. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. That was actually funny. (laughs) That was actually funny. Well played. Well played. Uh my guy Neil says my concern isn't the loss of Kyle, it's how long Masai will be around to manage a potential rebuild. Yo, that's another point and I'll be sad if Masai leaves. That'll be the thing that'll make me really sad Masai leaving. And like I know we don't know what's happening there. We really don't, we have no idea. But that one will get me if Masai's gone. For sure. And I don't even want to talk about that. Cuz that will make me nervous. Maasai leaving will definitely definitely make me nervous even the fact of reading grange's article and it said that um bobby webster nick nurse and pascal all talked before the houston game i was like wait where's Maasai? how come Maasai wasn't there <laughs> right so just the thought of it already has me nervous uh style says norm Uh, never forget norm single-handedly changed a playoff series on his own several times against the pacers and of course the bucks that is true Uh, and says the entire league was paying attention their young players uh, the entire league was paying their young players we had to pay siakam i agree with that Uh, k2's garnett you guys are making it seem like siakam's not averaging 28 and 5 with the roster with the huge hole in the most important position yeah, I mean, it's interesting, it's interesting, I'll, I'll just say that, but you do make a valid point, Siakam is having a solid season, but I think when you watch him really closely, you realize that, you know, it's more than just getting buckets, I feel like, I don't want to turn this into, make it sound like I'm slandering Siakam, because I'm not slandering Siakam, but there's a difference sometimes between winning basketball, I'll say that, I'll say that much, um kenneth says he wants hero hero has much more potential but rookie and he's on a rookie salary totally agree Jaden says i don't understand kyle the philly trade uh isn't it is it even better than miami totally interesting there for sure um guys thank you so much for all these comments really appreciate it uh, I'll get a couple more here on Instagram before I go. Raul says, before the Siakam contract extension, I was telling my friends they should wait for another season before offering him that contract. Q says, it's based off potential, and no player had improved from rookie year to year three than Siakam. I would also say the Raptors foundation, the Raptors team, the Raptors organization also improved rapidly during that same spot. And I would point to the Raptors organization A lot for what they did with Pascal Siakam's development. I'm just saying that. But either way, guys, this has been a super long, super-sized edition of the Wrap It Up podcast. And you know what? If it is the end for Kyle Lowry, I have no problems giving you guys an hour and a half pod when we think it could be the end of Kyle Lowry's time with the Toronto Raptors. Did we just see the end? Was that Kyle Lowry's last game with the Toronto Raptors? I'm not sure, but it could be, and that thought alone makes a lot of Raptors fans sad. Kyle Lowry spent his time with the Toronto Raptors, and he was here for the best run in franchise history. From tanking, to being Jose Calderon's backup, to thinking he was gone after a year, to him putting in mega work in Game 6 to start off the game and lead the Raps to an NBA championship. What a ride it's been! And if Kyle Lowry does go, that is the end of this era in Raptorland. What some are calling the We the North era. Wow, it's crazy to think about. But either way, I think we try to think of the positives, think of the great memories of Kyle Lowry, think of what he meant to this organization in terms of the winning culture, the gutsy performances, all the charges kyle having the sense of the moment when he needed to step up and make big buckets all those things are how i will remember kyle lowry and of course being the leader of the team that you know it was a tough year that year getting Kawhi was tough and it almost fell off the tracks a few times but they were able to win an nba championship and we will never ever ever be able to take that away there were some people earlier debating whether, you know, Kyle deserves a statue. And I say, you don't get to decide that because you're not even a Raptors fan. If you weren't here riding for Hafa Arujo if you weren't here watching when they tried to trade for Hakeem Olajuwon, if you weren't here trying to talk yourself into the Raptors, getting Joey Graham and Charlie Villanueva in the same draft, if you weren't here for the Bargnani here's, I don't wanna hear you talking about whether or not Kyle Lowry deserves a trophy or not, or sorry, deserves a, a, a statue or not. I don't wanna hear from you, and that's okay. That's all right. I'm just saying, for Raptors fans, the diehards, the day ones that watched a lot of bad Raptors basketball, I totally understand why you wanna take every chance you can get. To honor kyle lowry whether that's a statue whether that's a jersey whether that's a standing ovation every single time my guy steps into that building <laughs> my guy ab says the fred jones <laughs> dunk competition <laughs> well played but you get the point Die-hard raptors fans have watched way too much crap basketball that i totally understand why you want to you know big up kyle lowry for now and forever that man is an NBA champion no matter what anyone says about Kyle Lowry making fun of him for taking charges in the all-star game no matter what you also have to add on that name NBA champion just like every time you mention the Toronto Raptors you gotta say NBA champions and that's what makes this so bittersweet so I totally get it Send in your comments and questions. This was such a long pod that I know some of you came in in the middle. So don't be afraid to go back to the beginning and listen to what you missed off the front end. Because this is a moment, Raptors fans. This is a big deal. It really is what could be the last game for your man's kyle lowry so i'm glad that i was able to enjoy this with you all this really makes me happy because this is one of the moments as to why i started this podcast for moments like this so we could spend an hour and a half just reliving the moments and talking about kyle lowry that's why we created this podcast and look i say this i say this not to brag i say this as a matter of fact because i'm not obviously going to do this podcast forever but i'm proud of the fact that three years ago when we started this podcast when you know the demar trade just happened Kawhi leonard was coming in and we decided that we were going to do a podcast after each and every raptor game there were no other raptors post game shows that were taking comments and questions streaming live on the internet and now three years later there's ones on on uh, yahoo sports they the raptors do one the there's one on raptors republic like i am happy that that is a thing now because all along this raptors fan base deserved that and i'm happy to be a small part of it and i'm happy that you guys are along with me for this ride and you know a, a great way to really send our love to kyle lowry one of my friends brought this up to me a while ago and i never even thought of this but he said one of the best reasons or one of the best parts of doing the podcast is now you have conversations that live forever that you can go back and relive the memories of how you were feeling at the time during these games during all these crazy raptors moments and this is another one of those times so i thank you guys for being a part of it i thank you guys for riding with me in this what is season three of the wrap it up podcast because my voice is about to go and i really say this with honesty i couldn't have done this without you guys being here and riding with me through the highs and lows of the Raptors season through the highs and lows of the raptors playoff run i'm telling you guys it was so much fun and it was made so much better because i came and got to do this with you guys after each and every game so thank you we'll be back to discuss whatever happens at the trade deadline we'll be back on friday friday night we'll be back And we'll discuss whatever happens on the trade deadline because regardless of what happens, we'll be right here as we are after each and every Toronto Raptors game streaming live on Twitter, streaming live on YouTube, streaming live on Twitch, and of course on Instagram. This is the Wrap It Up podcast. You can also find us wherever you get your podcasts on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on SoundCloud, and the aforementioned YouTube thank you guys remember wrap it up is a show on blast is the network and as i always say and it's a truth i used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this this is the wrap it up on blast raps post game show as always unpolished and unapologetic until next time see ya on blast.